Hi, this is Dr. Jane Battenberg, author of Change Within, Change the World. In this weekly podcast, I interview changemakers who are at the cutting edge of new thought and consciousness awareness. Join me as we change within and change the world together. Art is a very right-brained experience where you can get lost in the creative process. Yet, it can lead to profound insights delving into the wisdom of the universe. Our guest for today is Nancy Ashmead, who will talk about the creative process of art as a means for accessing deeper levels of consciousness. Nancy, thank you for joining me. I am so delightful to be here, and I love that you use the words lost and found in the same sentence. Oh my gosh. Profound, yeah, but still, lost and found, love it. Well, you've created a beautiful deck of cards called the Traveler Oracle Deck, which I use all the time, especially when I need insights into a situation, an issue, or even a meeting. As I understand it, these cards started as a a series of collages that you were just doodling with or creating. Can you talk about how the deck... I can. So my my ex-husband and I, husband at the time, uh, left on an extended sailing voyage. And we left from Florida and we were sailing we, we really didn't know how far we would take this sailing journey. We told our friends, we will be gone from one to 50 years. We, we really didn't know. Every, I don't know, eight to 10 weeks, he would leave me at anchor somewhere and fly back to Seattle where we had our business. And he would just kind of check that things were going all right and then fly back and then we'd sail further. So I had a bunch of time on my hands as I was on the boat by myself in some bay somewhere. In the Caribbean, right? In the Caribbean. And uh, I, of course, as an artist, used that time to make art. And um, I had bought these little watercolor postcards and thought I might, you know, paint them and send them home, you know, send friends postcards that I had painted. But I found they were too small for me to paint. And so I decided to try doing a collage. And the first one was so delightful and I loved the results of it. And so I just kind of kept doing them. Pretty soon I ran out of those little postcards and I started making mm. bigger ones. And, and so I, and I did them all different shapes and sizes. I kind of just used what I had available. Then I started collecting magazines. I started taking photos that, you know, with a collage in mind for like a background textural things or or little focal focal elements that I could put into collages. And so uh, it built into a series of collages by the time we got to to Trinidad, which is at the very southern end of the whole Caribbean Eastern Caribbean chain, you know, I had a collection of probably 20, 25 of them. And a friend that I had met down there came on board one day and I was showing them to her and she said, wow, these look like a tarot deck or something. And oh. I kind of shrugged it off because I didn't, I mean, I was aware of tarot, but I didn't come from that tradition or anything. And not long after that, in a dream, I uh, was given an entire paragraph and it's never happened before since, a paragraph. And I got up in the middle of the night and wrote it down and I absolutely knew what image 
that piece of information was supposed to go with. And that is when it clicked for me. Oh, this is going to be a, a body of work that all ties together and it pulls together my, my artistic voice with my interest in personal growth, in, you know, transformation, in uh, intuitional art and, 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 and be of service. So that was the beginning of my, it dawning on me where this was going to take me. And so it evolved into, um, can you describe the deck? So uh, we ended up, I mean, I was really taken because this just, this kind of thing doesn't happen every day. (laughs) And we were beginning to sense that it was perhaps time to to put our business back in Seattle on the market. So we both had different reasons for being ready to go back home. So after that, we sailed the boat back up to Florida, put it on the market and flew back to Seattle. I rented a studio and spent the next five years making other art too, but also focusing on how to craft these collages into uh, an instrument that could be utilized. And I did not look to Traveler Oracles. I made, a, I made a very clear decision not to look at other Oracle decks out there, even though I can, you know, knew that they existed. I didn't want to be influenced by anything else. I just kind of trusted that, okay, this came to me through my dream time. I'm going to s- stick with trusting this thing that seems to be coming through me. And that paid off. The first edition was finished in around 2000. And uh, that first edition I, I uh, field tested with uh, when I was volunteering for a day service center for street kids in Seattle. And um, based on what I could see for that person, it gave me additional information to add to the descriptions that were going with each of the cards. And at that time, that edition of the deck only had four suits. Um, and, and then we moved down to Ashland and a decade went by before many other things happened. So that the, the Oracle deck basically sat and I developed further. A decade later, I revisited it and I started mapping out all the images and, and, and realizing, you know, I think we need, I need some different additional suits. And I culled some cards that were a little too close to each other and realized, wow, I want a card for this, that. And there were a few things that I thought were worthy of identifying that are just part of the human experience that I had, that I had failed to uh, include in the deck prior to this. So now it has seven suits. So there are, there are hero and heroine cards, and those are about virtues and attributes. I love those. <laughs> that, you know, you, sometimes you don't realize you, you have that attribute until life presents a challenge and you have to rise to meet it. And that's why it's a hero, hero and heroine. I mean, that's what, that's what happens when you go through a journey that grows you, right? Then there are pitfalls and baggage cards. And 
pitfalls are things that keep tripping you up because you're not seeing the lay of the land accurately. And once you see something, you can see the pattern of it. You can see what it looks like. You don't have to be tripped up anymore. And baggage is, you know, extra weight in you or, or obstacles in your... We uh, all have baggage. Yeah, we all have baggage. <laughs> and, you know, once you realize you're carrying around... Um, a kind of an energy knot or an attitude that is in your way of progression, you can then be at choice to let it go. So that's the next suit. Then there are um, bridges and portal cards. Those are about transitions from one state of being to another or a life stage, crossing to another life stage. Um, but those are meant to be about evolutionary sh- changes. So you, the next evolutionary stage can include the prior, but uh, you, you don't go back. You go, you go forward. Mm. Then there are safe haven cards. Those are anything to do with healing at any level of healing. Then there are uh, wild cards, and those are about chaotic elements that sometimes we take those things personally and the basically the message of wild cards is look you know you're in for a wild ride buckle your seatbelt. uh don't take it personally navigate it as best you can and be prepared because there are things that are bigger than us that sometimes we're just in the way of then there are um, cycles and season cards and those are about things that unfold over time that have a beginning middle and an end or are cyclical in nature and then there are vista cards and vista cards are about exalted states that give you some kind of soul nutrition for the journey Mm. or perspective that is detached enough to actually uh nourish you along the way when things get tough Ooh, soul um, nutrition i love it <laughs> i think i named them all I, yeah, yeah i think so so um so have you personally gained anything from from pulling these cards using them absolutely really for the first few years i wondered is this deck just for me mm. or is it meant to go out there I mean and um, for a while I, I really wasn't sure so I simply just used it myself and maybe shared it with friends a little bit here and there but um, so I, I really got to become convinced that this is a, a very valuable tool for change for really for anyone and um, the last time I was in India um, doing some volunteering uh, for children, which is another whole story. I ended up taking a break from that because I just needed a break. And I got to use this deck with people from all over the world who happened to be on the coast of, of India. Um, because a lot, a lot of Europeans, Russians, I, I met all kinds of people who were on vacation in, during their winter time and it's it's inexpensive on the coast of India and so there were a lot of people from all over there and I found that this is pretty universal these things really are mm. universal and 
I had done enough world travel even prior to starting to do the artwork that became this deck that my own personal journey has been very, has included as much of, of humanity as possible. And I was very early on fascinated by various cultures, how different ecological, environmental niches create different awarenesses and different bodies of knowledge from hum- humans in different places. But there's also some very um, common... Universal. Um, universal... Um, experiences that that you know that that are applicable and so this deck is informed by all the travel that I've done and the you know learning about different philosophical bodies of work and uh, comparative religions that I studied and and all this kind oh, of things so it's got a it's got a real depth to it do you have any stories that people have told you about their using the deck and what happened Oh, I, you know, I, I do get unexpectedly and delightfully sometimes just stopped on the street. Oh my God, Nancy, you know, two days ago I pulled this card and it was just so exactly what I needed and thank you. And, you know, I, I actually, I'm trying to think of any like really specific story and I, at the second it's not coming to me, but I do, Sometimes people will send me, you know, emails and and acknowledge, uh, like for instance, somebody who just moved based to the to the middle of America, Wisconsin, and uh, emailing me that she had some young fellow in her kitchen who was having, you know, needing some advice and needing some support, and you know, he pulled a few cards and just had this amazing experience and just opened up and bloomed right in front of her, uh, you know, that kind of thing. It's it's lovely to hear. <laughs> when you created the deck, you you had a process for art, and other people may not be doing collages, but can you talk about the whole uh, inner outer inner landscape outer? Um, manifestation of it for people who do any kind of art? Well, I think that we, what I see is when people, people are naturally attracted to creativity. We can't help it. It's in our nature to be creative. And I do think that we're suffering on some level from over edu- you're educating kind of in the wrong ways left brain intellectual yeah the sort of um, the accumulation of f- facts is anathema to the free flow of of life energy w- wanting to use us so when they took art out of the grade oh, schools and it's- ludicrous it's it's idiotic from my point of view and and, and i've heard very, that yeah. taking that out has um dulled down um the whole u.s uh, creative process sure well and there are human beings who are very power hungry and want power over others and they have no problem uh, funding uh, an education system that is going to produce docile, willing followers. Uh-huh. And that is not what I'm about. <laughs> and it's not 
you know, it's the artists, it's the people who are on the edge of what we consider acceptable, normal, you know, appropriate. You have to be able to lean over that a little bit in, in order to access true creativity. And, you know, if, you know, I heard something, it was a wonderful thing that Carolyn Mace said, something I saw recently, and she was talking to this woman who was asking her about fear and how you gain courage to do these things. And, and Carolyn looked at her and he said, she said, why have you given fear so much respect? <laughs> I have no respect for fear. And this goes back to my sailing trip in a way because I was scared so often because there's a lot of night sailing required to go from island to island because you have to make sure you reach the next island during daylight hours. So we would be sailing at night and, you know, it, you had to navigate and, and watch for a light coming too close or maybe on a collision course. And, the, and then suddenly, you know, the wind would change and I'd have to deal with that. And I, I was scared a lot. But at some point I realized my fear doesn't know shit. And ever since that sailing trip, my fear gets to weigh in a little bit, but it is not in the driver's seat of my life. It's in the back seat, uh, along with doubt, you know. <laughs> and so, I mean, a healthy uh, fear is, is yeah, a healthy fear is a good thing. Well, I, you I know, mean, it keeps you it, from. It's part of life from lions, so, you know. <laughs> but it will, but it will teach you things if you let it, and if you allow it too much volume mm -hmm. in the inner voices of your life, you will live a very contracted form of life. And I think that we're seeing a lot of that now. And, that it, and, the, and then it erupts in disruption that isn't actually necessary. So I don't give a lot of energy to fear. It, it may show up, but it, 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 is, it is one of those inner voices that uh, often does more disservice than service. Okay, so back to the question about um, what tips do you have about people opening up to their own creative process? Maybe they haven't done it in a right. long time. I would say pay attention to where your mind dwells when you are offline, when you're, when you're not having to talk to someone or correct someone or doing your specific job that takes a certain kind of focus, when you're in your unfocused moments, where does your mind go? And notice, you know, what kind of daydreams you have. I mean, my life is really informed by my dream life. I'm a, I've been... I've had a lot of night dreams that have showed me things that are helpful. And I don't always understand the language of the, the dream time, but I um, record them, I sketch things. And so it is a huge resource for me in my creativity. And, and, and the other thing I would say is that I also am playful. I make it play. I. I do get lost in play. I, I, hours can go by when I'm involved in, in, in creativity in any of the forms that it shows up in my life. And I, I would say that you don't have to be, an, it's not about art. It's about letting life speak to you 
from the inside out or you know nature is going to speak to us if we would let it if we would actually pay attention to it so yeah. so a lot of what i would be working with people either one on one or in classes that i teach it's the removal of the of the obstacles to it because once you remove the obstacles it's naturally there oh like kids like kids at play They're, yeah. they they do no wrong they just make They're it just, up yeah ah. Well, you were talking about your dream, and and you had told me a story about you're about to go on a book tour, and you had a dream last night. Well, it was actually about a week or and oh. a half ago, and I am beginning, yeah, to organize a, a book tour for myself going, you know, north from here. And I do have a lot of friends scattered around the Puget Sound area, so so I was trying to kind of match up you know, where I, I might land a, an opportunity to do a presentation or book reading, book signing, or, or feature the Traveler Oracle and do readings and stuff. So, um, but I haven't really done this before, and I was a little bit nervous and um, kind of groping for how to do this effectively. And I got this dream of a, a doctor giving me five shots in the arm. Okay. And I woke up and I kind of giggled. And I thought, okay, this is, this is good. Because uh, I, I need a shot in the arm. I need a little encouragement just to, you know, like, okay, I, I, I know I can do this. I just, but I haven't done it before. You know, it is yeah. new for me. So, and by the end of that week, I had five bookings at, at different, you know, <laughs> either metaphysical stores or bookstores you know, around the Puget Sound area. Wow. And that kind of stuff happens. And not every day, but but certainly enough to convince me that, you know, that my antennae are working, <laughs> so to speak. And so I can't, that is something that I, that I can, um, that I can model and that I can speak to with, with people who, for whom this is really a new venture or interest. Let's, let's pull a card for ourselves and for the listeners and for maybe um, for art in general or for, you know, producing art or opening to the, the field. Um, and so, let's see, I think we've already pulled a card. And what card is that? So this is a Vista Point card, which is oh. about an exalted state. And um, Isn't that like the nutrition for the soul? Yes. And there is a picture of a, like a, I think it was a Hindu god, and at his feet is a is a bowl of fresh fruit. I think it looks like mangoes. And this card is called Temple of Spiritual Teaching. So, one of the ideas in the in this concept is that we are all at different times teachers and students and that it does not need to be a formalized kind of training that you're that you partake in although it could but it's also true that life will provide us many opportunities to to reach behind us on our evolutionary track and help someone who knows less about something that you see needs a little encouragement or some kind of spiritual support from someone further along in their life 
So those opportunities come and they should be utilized with great heart. And then there will be times when someone turns and does that for you. And so this card is highlighting that aspect. And, and, you know, and to me, it seemed, it also says that, that art isn't just art, but it's, it's a deeply spiritual um, endeavor, a spiritual practice maybe. And that if you just, what you're saying is just open up to it and let come through whatever comes through. Well, I do think that, you know, for me, one of, one of, uh, one key time in my life where I had some healing to do had to do with an inner critic that was overpowering my other, my other inner voices. And it, and it was beginning to inhibit my health and my happiness and my you know creative pursuits and so what i did well actually a counselor at that time suggested that i pay attention just for one week to when and and how often that voice penetrated my consciousness and kind of shut me down in some way and all i had to do was say was acknowledge it was to notice it and she said, you know, you can thank it even, you know, and just thank you for sharing. And then just <laughs> kind of put it on a shelf a little bit. And after that week, I had a dream again, the likes <laughs> of which I've never dreamt again. Um, but it was like primary colors, like a comic strip. And Ooh. I was up in a bedroom fighting the supervillain. And I tossed him out the window. And, and he falls down through a grate in the, in the street. And now the, the comic became black and white. And you just saw light flick, you know, flick on his cheek. And it was like when I woke up, it's like, oh, my God, I overthrew my own inner demon in that <laughs> week. And so then I painted a painting that sort of stood for the equal, the equal access I had to, the, to three of my main voices, which is the... And the critic has a role, you know, it's discerning, it's, 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 show, it's making some clarifications. It, it has a role to play, but I needed to balance it with the encourager voice, which I tend, tended to use towards other people and not towards myself very much. And then the creative voice that is, you know, also there. So I painted a painting that had them dancing and kind of Doing something impossible, they were holding hands and spinning at the same time. But that's okay. Art can do the impossible. <laughs> Art can do. And that was kind of my um, symbol to remind my psyche of of keeping a balance about that. And I have not had a trouble with the inner critic ever since then. I mean, it comes wow. out every now and then, but it's never gotten to that point. So that was like a a pitfalls and baggage thing that I progressed through. So you, you did the Traveler cards, but then you went on to write a novel, right? Well, actually, I had been trying to write this novel before the deck came through. Oh. <laughs> but I was not ready to hold the epic scale of it. I didn't know how to do that. And I, and I also realized partway through, I needed to be able to uh, articulate what the antagonists were like. 
I'd be oh. willing to go into at least in, enough into a description of what that kind of character is about yeah. to pull it off in a novel form. So you couldn't be a Pollyanna. You had to go into That's the right. depths of the... Oh, That's right. And so um, I had gotten about 100, maybe 125 pages of an initial version um, by the time we left on our sailing journey. And um, I just couldn't, I, I just was stalled in it. And so that's when the 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 artwork started coming through. And the, by the time, you know, the trip was over, I, I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to build a, an Oracle deck. And so many years later, I cycled back to the novel. And by then, I was ready to write it. So the the process of mapping creating a map of the human condition which was is what the traveler oracle does it, it can't name every place that a human's going to go but it can certainly map the general um the, the general landmarks and foibles and blessings that we experience as a human being and in doing that i was able then to kind of map a novel map out a novel and and it was mostly an adventure it wasn't totally pre-mapped in my mind either <laughs> as it went off on some tangents that really improved my initial idea so part of it also is willing to do the work and take the journey so, and jump in and go <laughs> so it's almost like your novel then had its own life and it informed you as well as you wrote it Yes, as did the Traveler Oracle. I mean, both uh, of them have brought gifts to me. Absolutely. So if people want to... What is the name of your novel? The novel is called The Seed Songs, book one, because Seed Songs is going to be a series, and book one is called New Moons. Ah, And so if people want to buy um, your book and the Traveler Oracle cards, either or, where how would they do this? Okay, well, if you're non-local and you're getting this on a podcast, you'll need to go to www.travelleroracle.com. And both of them are listed there, and you can find out a little bit more about me and, and about the, the, the story and so forth. Great. And so in the last minute or so, or is there anything else you would like to share with people? Well, I love your own journey of interviewing and exploring and researching what it is that helps people grow and i you know you and i have are, are approaching it with different skill sets and yet the intention is very similar and so i love that we pull you know this card the temple of spiritual teaching because <laughs> it's there's this sort of cross interesting cross referencing and cross pollination that happens and it's it's magical and it gives gifts and it's rich and it's beautiful and it is how i you know my spiritual journey is walking in beauty and and I mean that on every level, that the universe is beautiful. How do we listen to its language and not, and not so much apply our, our limited language onto it, but open up and let it show us the way? And I, 
I uh, I have a lot of faith in life. So so I just had this idea that your art, what you do, is a nice antidote for listening to the news. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Nancy Ashmead on the creative process. So you don't miss any of our shows, make sure you subscribe to podcast.changewithin.com or click the subscribe button below. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Jane Battenberg.